Welcome to the Rebel Physician Podcast, where we are creating a path for physicians to break free from the toxic medical system to create an enjoyable and a sustainable career in medicine. Join us each week as we challenge the status quo, push boundaries, and seek to create a better healthcare system for all. Hello, this week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about resident didactics or medical school lectures that we actually need. And what brought this up is the recognition that younger, the younger generation, you know, students, residents, even early career attendings, there's a huge disconnect in knowledge gap in what they actually need to know to have a sustainable career in medicine and what they're being taught. And I think that with few exceptions, the focus in medical training is still on knowledge and very little is taught on application and how to create a truly sustainable career in medicine. And what I realized is that who we needed to be in order to become a doctor is not at all who we need to stay or who we need to be or should be in order to stay a happy and fulfilled doctor. One that doesn't resent their career, one that doesn't hate their job, because the skill set is entirely different. The skill set required to be a medical student or a resident is one of sacrifice and focusing all of your time and energy at work and pretending that perfection is actually a realistic goal. And it's forgetting the aspects of you that make up who you are and focusing everything on your intelligence and your career. When in reality, in order to have a career in medicine that you enjoy, you really need to shed the old identity and cultivate a career that is in line with your values. And this is hard for most physicians because no one teaches us how to do that. This is not something that's taught. And in order to bridge the gap between the identity of who you are as a student and and a resident to who you need to be as an attending that's not miserable, you need to learn certain topics and this is what I think we need to be teaching people people early on. So in residency and in medical school. And these are just a few examples of what I think is important for us to be learning in order to have a career in medicine that we love. Number one, recognizing and healing from compassion fatigue. This is a real problem, especially with how the healthcare system in general is failing patients. We can feel really helpless when it comes to even trying to provide care for our patients and feeling like there's nothing we can do in certain circumstances. And compassion fatigue is something that most physicians will deal with at some point. And it's not something I think I ever even heard about until I was in attending. And then I didn't know what to do about it, how to deal with it, how to cope with it, that sort of thing. 
Next is how to say no without guilt. (laughs) This is probably a lifelong journey. However, early on in your career, after you never learned to say no in residency or as a medical student because you can't, saying no as an attending can feel extremely terrifying. It does not feel like a safe option. And that leaves many physicians stuck doing things they don't want to do and continuing to do them because the fear of disappointment or the feeling of guilt that they have if they were to say no is too much for them to handle. Next class, coping with an error or complication. This is something I've talked about in the past, but this is imperative for physicians to know how to deal with. And it's like never talked about somehow. It's it's almost like we have this false pretense that we won't make a mistake when in reality, every physician is going to make a mistake or have a complication at some point, And we don't treat that with the respect that we should in medicine. The next one is how to process your emotions when a patient dies. And this is, this can also go for any unanticipated outcome um, or having to tell a patient bad news. We are taught as physicians that we can't cry, we can't show emotion, and then we have to just kind of go on with our day. When in reality, that is extremely detrimental to our mental health. And it's really important that we are given useful tactics on how to really feel and process our emotions in a healthy way instead of ignoring them or compartmentalizing and like that's actually a thing that we should be doing. Next class, where to find support when you get sued. Again, getting sued in medicine, depending on your specialty, is a pretty much a guarantee, right? I mean, there are some specialties that don't get sued as much, but if we all went into our career with the expectation that we'll probably get sued someday, the stigma would not be as significant and we therefore would know how to ask for support without feeling ashamed when it does happen to us. The next one is how empaths decompress after work. Now, not everyone is an empath, but many physicians are, and this can be very exhausting for anyone who is feeling or taking on the emotions of their patients. That That is physically and emotionally exhausting. And recognizing that you are an empath and then honoring that and, and getting the rest and recovery that you need is very important. Practicing medicine without compromising your values. This, in my opinion, should be medical school 101, residency first year. Because if you don't constantly check in with your value system, then you are just going to be living in reaction to what uh, what someone else wants for you. It's so important that you know what your values are so you can make a career path that works for you and works within those values. How to recognize gaslighting. 
This is something that is getting more attention, but I still don't think early career physicians and people in training are are learning about enough. What does it mean when your employer is gaslighting you and how to fight back against it? Next, red flags in employment contracts. When we graduate from residency, most of us are taught to just take a job, that any job can be better than residency. When in reality, that's not true. What we really need to be thinking about is what is the most sustainable job that I can have? And being creative when it comes to contracts and knowing what to look out for before signing anything. And then finally, how to rediscover yourself outside of your medical degree. And I think this one's really important because there are so many physicians who get a few years into their job and realize that they have no idea who they are anymore outside of their title. And that is a terrifying thing to feel because if in any way you feel like it's possible that you could get fired or you're worried about not being good enough and your whole identity is linked to your job because you don't know who else you are, then it leads to living in constant fear and survival mode. And that's not the energy that you need to be having if you want to be doing your best work and also enjoying it. So there needs to be some importance placed on who you are outside of Dr. So-and-so. I would, I would argue that who you are outside of medicine matters a hell of a lot more than who you are as a doctor. There's so much more to life than your mere medical degree. These are the kinds of topics that I base my community support on in my, in my workshops and all of the free resources that are within the Rebel Physician community. I really encourage you to join us if you haven't already. You can join for free at www.rebelphysician.com. A huge favor I have for you is to please either leave a review for the podcast or share with a friend. I'm really trying to double my exposure of the podcast in the next year. And you either liking or, or making a review or just sharing it on social media or sharing with some doctors you know helps me immensely. And I would really, really appreciate it. I would love to get to know you inside of the Rebel Physician community, so please join us there. As soon as you join, you get all of all free access forever to every course that I've ever done, all the workshops, and then the community calls we do that are workshops or they're coaching or they're collaborating, and the energy and support in there is like nothing else you'll find in your career. So I'd love to see you there. Have a great week. Hey there, just wanted to take some quick time here to let you know that if you have been thinking about doing a podcast 
and it feels really overwhelming and you like the idea of podcasting, but the other stuff like the editing and production feels too overwhelming. I wanted to let you know about the people who now edit and produce my podcast, which is Pretty Easy Podcasts. And for the first year and a half of my podcast, I was doing everything myself and I had tried to contract out editing and it was really got some really, really bad (laughs) results. So I was hesitant to try again, but I'm so glad that I did because working with Pretty Easy Podcasts has been so amazing. They can get your shows recorded, posted with a complete podcast studio at your disposal. You could record from home, your office or the park or really anywhere. And then they totally cater to your schedule and It's just so easy to work with them. I cannot say enough good things. So if it's been on your mind to do a podcast, then definitely check out Pretty Easy Podcast at prettyeasypodcast.com and sign up today. It's super affordable and it's so fun working with them. So definitely check it out. (laughs) 